Welcome, Mistorians. Host Austin Heave She and host Brenda She Her have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 39? Yes. 39. Didn't check before hitting record, everybody. That was real. (laughs) We never check. I can't stress enough. Even when we're like, this is episode, you're like, oh, they just know. We don't. We're like, we could check. We don't. We have phones right here. We could just look at at our podcast listing. Checkings for the week. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 39. Probably. (laughs) Most likely. You know what? It's, uh, It's canon. It's 39 now. It's 39 now. You might be like, it's 40 something. Nope. You were mistaken. You you miscounted, and that's okay. Counting can be hard. It's episode 367 (laughs) over two. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. This is uh this is from the AU Secret Histories and Nerd Mysteries. This is from (laughs) Earth 814. (laughs) Sorry, my cat is slowly approaching me. And I'm like, don't do anything. That's okay. I have been up for like five hours already. Jeez. Putting in flooring. So uh, I got five. I've got like the opposite of five hour energy drink going on. <laughs> Negative five energy Neg- hour energy drink. <laughs> How are you, Brenda? I'm doing good. I'm sleepy. Angel's moving my iMac to his face. <laughs> I was up pretty late at the Gundam party. Yeah, I kept checking into the dis. I was almost like, do I get on and be like, Brenda, you should be in bed. I'm in bed. <laughs> we record tomorrow. Brenda, we have a podcast tomorrow and you've been drinking. <laughs> like I said, I almost, because I wanted to, last night, but I wanted to spoil the topic so bad. But Brenda you was- posted in the Discord with a secret thing. And then later I could not find the secret thing. I deleted it because I didn't trust you. <laughs> it was like Brenda's well, gonna it's probably for it. the best because I did try to find it because I'm a nosy bitch. <laughs> yeah. um, um, I wanted to post it so bad, and I was like, no, no. Then I saw, then I saw, like I posted it, and I was like, well, Brenda's asleep. And then I saw you were still on, and so I deleted it. And I was like, oh, it's like midnight. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> we were just still talking. Um, one second, Angel is right here by my mic. So let's get some cat purring ASMR. Hey, buddy, do you want to do some purring right in the mic, right in the microphone, please? Let me hold it up to him. Here, please do some ASMR for, Sir? for our audience. Angel, Sir? Angel, I just need you to do this one thing for me. Does he is he like stopping purring as he put him next to the mic? <laughs> oh, he like put his head under the microphone. <laughs> no. Anyway, he's he's so close to the microphone, so you're gonna hear him purring. <laughs> he said uh, no he just, interviews. He just does that because he's a cat. I'm proud of him. Yeah. Uh. It, is there news? Um, okay, I, uh, well, I guess news would be like uh, Raya and the Last Dragon opened. Um, it's yeah. available on Disney Plus for thirty extra dollars. <laughs> and 
<laughs> we definitely learned our lesson with the whole Mulan thing, so we're probably not going to be talking about Raya on uh, Ghost of the Movies. Um, but mm-hmm. Raya did make less money than Tom and Jerry, so... Yeah, that's, that's which is <laughs> rough, because Raya is in theaters and on Disney+. Plus. Tom and Jerry is in theaters and on HBO Max for no extra cost, so it's only making money from theater, which is wild. Yeah, so, like, people are leaving the house to go see Tom and Jerry. Like, are there some really serious Tom and Jerry stands out there? I want to go to a screening and not watch it, obviously, but, like, stand outside with, like, a directional mic from my car, like, hey, did you see Tom and Jerry? Yeah. (laughs) Why did... Why? (laughs) Why Why did you you leave your house for this? (laughs) I really Why did you know. go on a pandemic to watch Tom and Jerry the movie? Haven't you learned your lesson? Yeah, I can't imagine <laughs> someone's obituary being like the last thing they did was went to go see Tom and Jerry during a pandemic. Like God. It's baffling. It's, it's absolutely yeah, baffling. I, I don't I don't I haven't watched it yet. I don't expect it to be good. I expect it to be like an okay way to spend an hour and a half. You know, and it's like I you know, I could have done something else. I did this. That's fine. Look, it only has to be better than Smurfs and the Woody Woodpecker movie. And it's- I wonder if... <laughs> Here's the thing with the Woody Woodpecker movie and Angel, please, and why it is this. He's <laughs> just being very precocious today. Here's um, with the Woody Woodpecker movie and why it exists. Mm-hmm. Um, Woody Woodpecker is super popular in Brazil. So, like, here, oh. like... Yeah, so we're like, oh, well, you kind of know him. Like, you know, like the... <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm laugh yeah you know the laugh that's that's literally it that is where it starts and ends um so like but in brazil he's like the shit he's like the mickey mouse people love him so the live action hybrid woody woodpecker movie which was like an english language filmed in america production with like american actors and everything um was made for the Brazilian audience specifically. Why didn't they just make it there? I don't understand. It's baffling because, like, it doesn't appeal to, like, us because, like, nobody here cares about Woody Woodpecker except, like, Universal Studios Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> when you said the Woody Woodpecker movie, my brain went, what the fuck is Brenda talking about? And then you kept talking. I was like, that did happen, didn't it? <laughs> it did. It was. It's a live action CGI hybrid Woody Woodpecker movie. It's super you know, weird when that happens. It makes it reminds me of the Johnny Bravo special that was made only in, for in India. India, and yeah. that's all the only place you can get it really. <laughs> and alternatively, um, the two animated Top Cat movies in Mexico. Oh yeah, like um, Top Cat is like a big, big, big deal in Mexico. And people love him. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's weird, everyone, that, like, people like different things around the world. It's more that, like, it's weird because, like, these are American properties that, like, mm-hmm. American studios make with only them in mind. We don't do that as a people, like, ever at all for anything. No. We barely make things for us. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, the Top Cat movie... One second. I gotta let Angel out of the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Mom. Okay. Bye, Mom. Bye, bye, Mom. That was my mother. Hi, Mom. Um, Yeah, so, like, the Top Cat animated movie is, like, I think it was the highest grossing, like, Mexican-made animated movie. Wow. In history. <laughs> I dare anyone listening to this to name one thing about Top Cat. 
oh, there's Benny the ball. He's a little blue cat. No, no, Brenda, and- you you don't count. You listen. <laughs> We, we literally run a podcast where we're like, listen to us talk about the shit you don't remember or know or care about. You don't, you can't answer this question. This is you, the listener. Forget Brenda just said that. Maybe she'll edit it out. I want you, if you send me one Top Cat fact on Twitter, I won't give you anything about anything for it. But I'll be like, well, you proved me wrong. And you'll have the satisfaction of proving me wrong. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Do not Google. Hey, you, put your phone down. Stop Googling it. This is off the dome. <laughs> what do you know about Top Cat? Yeah. Tell me, write an essay. <laughs> I would like a 3,000 word essay on my desk. He definitely doesn't live in a trash can. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Raya's out. Uh, It's gotten mixed it reviews from what I've seen between, like, actual... I haven't read anything from actual critics, actually. Uh, but from like people, real life, real people, I've seen like mixed uh, emotions on it. Um, mm-hmm. And specifically from like Southeast Asian people, I've seen like mixed emotions on it. Um, the most most of what I've gotten from people is like it isn't as glaringly uh, culturally insensitive as the Mulan production is. It's kind mm-hmm. of like. They're like, it's just a movie. It's fine. And so that's, I'm like, I don't know if it's worth $30. Yeah. Um, like, I've seen conflicting things from, like, I guess the scriptwriter, like, mm. intentionally created as, like, a mishmash of cultures. But that also kind of comes off as, like, to some people, it's coming off as, like, um, I, lazy, maybe. Like, right. uh, because it's not specifically one part of Southeast Asia. It's, like, right. a mixing of them together. And there's, like, kind of, like, problematic things that comes with, like, that homogenization is that the word i'm looking for yeah it is yeah. that's a word look okay, at us cool. we used a big word wow i did it um but also neither of us um i, I don't feel like we're qualified at all like no. to talk about it we already kind of fucked that up with mulan and we have learned <laughs> our lesson so uh just like listen to what other people are saying about it but it's definitely not as like egregious as mulan and mm-hmm. And it sounds like you can enjoy it if you enjoy it. I'll probably watch it with my dad eventually. Right. Um, but right now, um, I guess watching that skateboarding anime is um, priority. And also uh, Justice League comes out next week. Oh, God. I do <sighs> I do want to watch the skateboarding anime. Yeah. Yeah. As of as of the you listening to this, listener, me and Brenda are gearing up to watch the Justice League movie. <laughs> and if you love us... You'll not want, you'll wait for us to take our medicine and then send us $400 each. <laughs> Please. One for every hour of my life. I'll never get <laughs> back. Fuck. That movie's for when they were like, the when someone was like, it's rumored to be four, four one hour miniseries. I was like, oh, that's weird. But yeah, it's four hours. And then when Zack Snyder is like, no, you motherfuckers, it's going to be four <laughs> hours long, one sitting. No multiple releases, no cuts. Here's every mm. single scene I feel. I re, I got fucking Jared Leto to come out during the <laughs> pandemic to film a Joker scene, four Where he hours. Says we live in society. I, I was. I thought I am gonna lose my fucking mind watching this movie. <laughs> I'm gonna lose it. Yeah, I'm. Not oh, looking God. forward to it. More so looking forward to skateboarding anime. Which... I can't wait for skateboarding anime. I really oh, need to watch it. Skateboarding anime sounds so wild because it's like a 
It's like a skateboarding anime with yeah. like anime pretty boys. People like people keep telling what? me it's like because I really love the anime Air Gear, mm-hmm. which is a rollerblading anime. Um, yes, which. The manga goes off the rails. You don't get the anime doesn't last long enough to go off the rails, so you get mostly a rollerblading anime. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I really am looking forward to to watching skateboarding. And I don't know what it's called. I don't really care. I'm like, I'm sure if I Google skateboarding anime, they'll know what I mean. <laughs> I doubt there's it's a called, lot of them. It's called Skate the Infinity. Oh my god! I thought you were joking. <laughs> no, it's really what it's called. <laughs> With a little in like with an eight, nice in in skate, you know, yeah. like skater boy. She said, "See you later, boy." <laughs> my only question is, will we get Tony Hawk in the English cast? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> we have to! Oh my god! I don't okay, know if so there's a we- Tony Hawk insert. It feels like there has to be, right? Like it feels like at some point in this anime, there has to be celebrity inserts that are clearly someone. Um, and so I've, I'm just saying. We clearly have a power to manifest things, and it's never <laughs> once worked for something on purpose, but if it could this one time get me this Tony Hawk in an anime. <laughs> if not, I think we just need to like commission one of our artist friends to like draw Tony Hawk in the style of the skate anime <laughs> with like a fancy skater outfit and like cool sunglasses. I don't know what the style is in this anime. I know I've... there's a guy who's a matador, so which oh. is pretty cool. Oh god, would Tony Hawk be like a bird? Per- like yeah, with little wings like feathers <laughs> like a little feather like cape and then like <laughs> like a bird like a bird helmet like from um battle for the planets yes. slash g-force slash um gachaman um yeah like abso- absolutely he would absolutely look just like the first scene he's in is he's he's busting out like a really sick ollie against like an impossible gap they're like no one can make that gap they're like the hawk can they're like what and you look up and there's like an eagle cry and it's like the tony hawk stand in doing an ollie across like two buildings and like that's the end of the episode is like him in the sunlight oh my god i'm gonna scream skate infinity hire me hire me right hire me right fucking infinity please tony hawk has one episode and it will be perfect tony hawk has to be in skate the infinity I will accept nothing less. Or there needs to be a character that's like a Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh my god. Type character. Oh my god. Who, who's got like like a jacket with like all these like spikes down the back and like b- like big red shoes. Oh yeah. He's the he's the top speed skater in the country. Yeah, he's like kind of a furry, but not really a furry, like Max Goof. <laughs> you know? You know? Yeah, you're like, is he a person? And they're like, yeah. But what's up with the, the mm-hmm. little black wet nose? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you making fun of his nose? No. How dare you? <laughs> well, what's with the tiny little like pointy ears? Have you Excuse ever watched me? people speed skate? Speed like the the sport speed skating? Like so, I don't like uh like downhill skating, skateboarding mm-hmm. where they like have the sparks. They have like the spark gloves. Oh, and they like lean down. And, yeah, like, I'm imagining it, yeah. that's like what this character does is like they like are coming down the hill and they just see the sparks flag and he like zooms past them and then like does the freeze frame where he looks at them <laughs> yes. and he like tips his sunglasses down and winks and then then keeps going. I love that. Yeah, I was thinking when you said speed skating, I was thinking of speed ice skating. No, <laughs> <laughs> where you have like the big long yeah. like ice skates. Um, 
you can tell the only time I watch sports is when it's the Winter Olympics. Yeah, that's that is that's it's so it's weird to think that like people keep up with them all year, but I know people do. Yeah, people do, and I'm like, how? Yeah, when why? is it on TV? Yeah, like, where do you watch it? How do you find? I know there's the internet, but I don't how. Mm-hmm. How? Exactly how? I'm trying to think of any other news uh, that there was. We're going to get as of like. This recording, it's a few days away from us getting news about Mugen Train probably coming to Mugen America, Train. finally. Um, so anyway, this is something. You might be thinking, why has it not <laughs> been in a released yet? Um, the most of the speculation is like they were waiting to release in theaters because it's so good in theaters in Japan. I'm sure that's the story. What we actually found out, everyone, is <laughs> UFO Table, the company who animates uh, all the Demon Slayer stuff so far, um... And we'll probably be animating the new season, as far as I know. Um, I think so. Got caught in a huge... They did a huge crime. Big old crime. They uh, took part in some lofty tax evasion to the tune... I think it was like about a million dollars American, is what it would shake out to. Um, it was like 2.4 million yen or something. God. Which is a lot of... That's a lot of money. <laughs> to just like not pay in taxes yeah um the i believe it was the president or ceo i forget which term they use but like the head of the company was convicted uh (laughs) recently uh they didn't say like sentencing or whatever um i couldn't find i tried looking on like nhk i don't know enough kanji to watch to read the nhk um no to see if like there was anything like are they just making them pay was it just this guy did he pocket the money i don't know that stuff um the company was caught in that scandal it seems like the head of the company either took the blame or is to blame and is being convicted whatever that means for (laughs) whatever legal proceedings are gonna shake out um and shortly after that we got like the new season announcement and that there's mugen train news coming soon on like they posted this on their American page, so it's like okay, yeah. It's but hot. then Mugen Train. Oh, go ahead. No, you go. Mugen Train also ran for two weeks in Miami in order to qualify for a Oscar mm. nomination. Mm-hmm. I don't know the difference between the Academy Awards and the Oscars, um, so I use them interchangeably. So. It. It's the same. The Oscar is the award, and the Academy is like. To, it's the Academy Awards, and the thing is like the thing. It's the Oscar. The thing is the. So there's Oscar. not, there's not a separate. So when people are like, "I'm watching the Oscars," they're watching the Academy Awards. Yes, technically, you're watching the the Academy Awards like presentation or whatever it's called. It has like a oh long name that no one says. Oh my god. Yes, because the Academy, infinite and unknowable in their power, are the people <laughs> who decide you get the award. So Mugen Train doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> no. <laughs> they 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 are going to be like, that doesn't look like a Disney. Like, I think it was two or three years ago when a bunch of interviews from uh the mid 2000s came out Um, of like how a lot of them don't even watch the animated ones. They just vote for whatever their kids like. Yeah, it's like. Well, animation, one, isn't just for kids. And two, I feel like you need to be required, if you're going to be on this stupid little boys club Academy Awards thing, because we know it's a boys club, um, then you need, you should be required to watch all of the movies. Yeah, you have to, when they were like, yeah, I don't even watch that category, it's like, you can just not watch it? 
Yeah, you can just choose not to. Like what do you, you hold like this seems like a job, right? Like I I don't know I don't know if they're paid. I assume they're paid though, and it seems like a a job where you. I assume they all get like maybe now since it's probably digital. Like, but they I assume they all get like a way to watch them. Yeah, like they send them to them. So. Right. You know, like screeners, I guess. Yeah, I guess what... it seems like it'd be like a thing, right? Where like there's like the Academy, infinite and unknowable, meet up and like watch, <laughs> like watch them and like. T- in my head, growing up, you know, I thought it'd be cool because you like watch them and then you all discuss with like these people who are like steeped in like the art of filmmaking, you know. Yeah, supposedly, but we don't get to know who they are. Nope. It, it's not public information, and apparently they don't watch them together or have to like are required to watch them at all so it's like oh it's a farce it's a farce everything else (laughs) it's all a bunch of bullshit um i feel like i know there are a few people who have talked about that they're in it like samuel jackson is in the academy that's good okay uh there's someone else who's like a big celeb who is like what are they gonna fucking do i'm you know (laughs) like i'm samuel (laughs) jackson what are they gonna do yeah uh so there are a few other people who've like publicly talked about like they're in or they know how it goes. Um, and I don't remember how these interviews got leaked, but some like someone released this information that, yeah, that like the animated Academy, they're like, it's for Disney. Um, it's for Pixar. Like, that's what I vote for every year. I don't even think about it. So, yeah, like every so often there's an upset. Like it was like a big upset when mm. Spirited Away won. Yep. Um, and it was a big upset when... How to Train Your Dragon 2 one. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to that again, huh? I don't know if Shrek won ever. I remember there was that one Shrek year won. where like they like animated the characters in the audience and it was like Shrek and Jimmy Neutron and Monsters Inc. and Horrifying. It was horrifying. <laughs> it was they were like, Oh, look at this. And it's like, I don't like seeing Jimmy Neutron in the human plane. <laughs> Jimmy, I, I cannot stress enough. Jimmy Neutron is meant to be only around other people that look like him. And that's that's it. That is it. We got to yeah. stop. That's it. <laughs> Jimmy you, Neutron is horrifying. You made that choice when you decided to animate them like that. And listen, <laughs> it's fine. But you got to keep them where they go. Ooh. Oh, no. A yawn. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. I mean... I know it'll keep you awake. <gasps> Caffeine? Caffeine could, but so could a good shock to your system, because they were talking about static shock. Oh! The... Sorry, I wanted to make a very obnoxious noise there. <laughs> no, you're good. It, the The cartoon, not the comic book character. Uh, I'll talk about the comic book a little bit, just because... Like, let's start. Static Shock is a yeah. cartoon based off of a comic book of the same name. It was created by Milestone Comics founders Dwayne McDuffie, Dennis Cohen, Michael Davis, and Derek T. Dingle. Uh, Static Shock uh, first appeared in June 1993 in Static Number 1, which was his book. Um, Static Shock is normal, everyday teen Virgil Hawkins. Uh, <coughs> uh, it premiered on... WB during the kids WB block in September 23rd 2000. The last episode aired May 22nd 2004. It has 52 episodes in total and it is the fifth it is the fifth series in the DC animated universe. Um it was the first one that didn't have Bruce Tim as a showrunner and it's also the first one that did not focus on Batman or Superman. Before that we have Batman the animated series, Superman the animated series, New Batman Adventures and Batman Beyond. Yep. Um and then Static Shock 
which was a big difference for their animated universe. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we got Static, uh, like the cartoon, is there is a guy named Alan Burnett. Do you know who Alan Burnett is, Brenda? Yes, he was very involved with Batman the Animated Series. Um, but I think he started off as a writer, a comic book writer before that, maybe? Uh, yeah, he's he's done... Hey, everybody, if you've watched a cartoon... <laughs> he's you've, done you've, it. Yeah, you've, Alan Burnett was involved in it. A um, lot of people kind of concentrate on, like, Bruce Timm and Paul Dini for, uh, like, the creators of, like, Batman the Animated mm-hmm. Series. But, like, it would literally be nothing without Alan Burnett's, like input and writing and um so everyone just kind of tends to forget (laughs) yeah i didn't i so i didn't know he was before i started researching for this uh episode and i was like oh he's done like all right the smurfs new scooby-doo and (laughs) scrappy-doo show shirt tails i don't know what that is super friends oh i know what shirt tails is (laughs) of course you do Snorks. Snorks, Jetsons, Johnny Quest, Adventures of Gummy Bears, DuckTales, Woo, uh, Chip and Dale, Tailspin, but I could keep, like, have you watched a cartoon in the last, like, 30 years? He probably worked on it in some way. Yeah. Uh, and that's, he has written and produced a bunch of stuff. So, like, some of that's writer, some of that's producer, some of that's both. Freakazoid, Superman, the new Batman. And I think he's. He's still involved with, like, the DC animated movies, I think, even to this day. Uh, yeah, that is correct. He, like, he Death of Superman and Reign of Superman, he just, he worked on both of those. So he's... <laughs> They've adapted Death of Superman twice. <laughs> It'll take this time, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> he will really be dead this, this time. This time he's dead for d- Superman, the Death of Superman, deader, too. <laughs> he's re- really dead. <laughs> the real deafening. Um, yeah, so Alan Burnett, uh, loves the character Static. Um, he was at a meeting with, like, the, the people at DC, you know, cause he is, frankly, he is more of the animation guy than Bruce Timm even is. Um, mm-hmm. people really, like, Bruce Timm was a showrunner for all of these shows, but Alan Burnett was the producer and he was, like, pe- like, Alan Burnett's like picking these characters that he thinks can do good on TV. And DC at this point, this is they've made a few cartoons that have done well, but they this is like pre comic books being everywhere. So they're still like being very careful. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like Batman and Superman are kinda like no brainers. Like kids love Superman, kids love Batman, kids love Spider Man. Like we we go with what will sell. And so Alan Burnett's out of meeting with the DC people and the people from Milestone, specifically Dennis Cohen. Um, and they're telling him about Static. And before all of this, they'd already tried to make some Milestone shows. Alan Burnett actually wrote a pilot in 1993 for like a kind of X-Men-esque show where it was like all the Milestone heroes and it was called the New Guard. Ooh. Um, like, back in 93, so this is, like, Static has just come out. The rest of the Milestone stuff has been out a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And this pilot got kicked around, and they thought about making a show for hardware, and then they thought about uh, Icon and Rocket, and so eventually, when Alan's being told more about Static, he's like, so he's a teenager, and he's a superhero, like, this This sounds great. This sounds, like, perfect for the kids' WB block. Um, mm-hmm. Static gets aged down a little bit for the cartoon, um, 
And there's some other changes from the comic to the cartoon. Like in the comic, Virgil's both his parents are alive. Um, yeah. And that's because Dwayne McDuffie really wanted to showcase like a standard nuclear family, but just being black. Um, Cause that mm-hmm. was not really shown much in media. Uh, so in the show, Virgil's mother is deceased because most superheroes have a dead parent or dead parents. Yeah. Uh, it, which, to be fair, it is a hard pitch to be like, you come from a very well-adjusted home, but you keep this terrible, terrible secret. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, Blue Beetle also did that. Um, oh, Like yeah. with uh, Jaime Reyes. Mm-hmm. Um, they did that like 10 years later. They were like, mm-hmm. yep, his dad has a job and his mom's here and he's got a sister. And except they did put a twist on it and he just immediately tells them. <laughs> superhero because <laughs> that's what would happen if you come from a well-adjusted yeah. loving interconnected family you'd be like oh yeah i have superpowers and you you don't think there's like gonna be an issue yeah because everything's stable and everyone's fine you know and so if you want to do this angle of like this superhero the secret identity and that kind of intrigue which was what they were doing for superhero shows at the time like they like he can't come from like a normal nice family that just can't work <laughs> Mm-hmm. There has to be, like, a reason, like, why he would not right. tell um, his parents. And so what they do for the Static Shock show is his mom is still a paramedic, but she dies in a riot that's, like, when Virgil's a baby, she dies in, like, some riots where she went out to help people. And so he's like, I can't tell my dad because my mom was, like, a hero and she died and it'll be too hard for him. So he doesn't tell anybody. Um, mm-hmm. There's some other changes that we'll get to that happen between the comic and the show. Um, the Something I think is really... The thing that one of the things Static Shot gave the world was um, Dwayne McDuffie being an animation. Yes. Which is something I think we talk about like every two months. <laughs> We're just like, a gift. Man, if only Dwayne McDuffie could make more good shows for us. I know. He missed dearly. Like, yeah. no one was better. Um, the DC animated movies have been terrible ever since he passed (laughs) they have they've been absolutely like he passed away and like i think the last one he worked on was justice league doom which Mm -hmm. is like my one of my favorites Mm -hmm. that movie is so good Mm -hmm. um and he worked on justice league unlimited as well i think did he work as a showrunner on that uh yeah i believe that was like him yeah um and then like some ben 10 alien force he had a lot of like involvement in so like just like a lot of action cartoons and action media of mm-hmm. that time um he had this um, like major hand in and it was all solid and incredibly good yeah he um was uh he was literally a genius so i I sent brenda like a, a little like hint i was like we're gonna talk about someone else who is apparently a genius a uh, Dwayne mcduffie before he got into comics and animation and everything, he wanted to be a astrophysicist and an astronaut. Wow. The only reason he, like, didn't pursue that is because he got too tall. Really? Yeah, he was, like, 6'6 six, six or 6'7, six, I believe. Um, And I only know that because I watched a, like, memorial on him where, like, Alan Burnett and his wife and, like, all, like, Dwayne McDuffie's wife, uh, Catherine, and all of these other people I'm mentioning and were, like, talking about him, which is where I got a lot of this like info that i couldn't find on the web that's how we talk here you know the web Um, (laughs) the web that's where i got a lot of this stuff from um and yeah his wife was like he was going to be an astronaut he was too he got too tall and so that dream was kind of taken from him um which is like that's 
sad, you know, that he couldn't pursue that dream. I am thankful we got this part of him because he is just like one of the writers they interviewed for that memorial was like sometimes it was hard to be his friend because you're like struggling on one page and Dwayne has written a whole script like literally (laughs) (laughs) he he was brought on as a writer and consultant for static shock he was not a showrunner um Mm -hmm. the direct one of the someone who was brought on as a director from static's creation was dennis cohen um but mcduffie got brought on as a writer he had never he had never written a show script before ever Alan Burnett's like, let's bring him on. I hear he's great to work with. You know, he's one of the creators for the character. We should have him write. You know, he's gonna, he should be a good asset. Cause Alan Burnett's, again, Alan Burnett's like the guy. He's like, I know what this will need. We need like people who know this character inside and out. Mm-hmm. Um, so he writes a script. Alan Burnett's like, this is the most beautiful script I've seen. This will, this will, uh, propel us into like, how to work on this whole show. Like, this will inform everything about the character, some of the stuff you wrote here. Mm-hmm. I would guess guess how long it took McDuffie to write his first script ever, Brenda. Couple hours. <laughs> yeah, it, he wrote it, he wrote it, like, the day before it was due. He's like, I've mastered this craft overnight. <laughs> <laughs> it was at the, it, like, he told Alan Burnett he wrote it, like, two weeks ago, and he was really nervous, you know? And, like, he, like tried to he like tried to sell it like i'm just a normal dude and at it was at his memorial service uh that this like interview was taken afterwards of um alan burnett's like yeah his wife told me he wrote that in one day and alan burnett's (laughs) like of course he did of course because he was just perfect um yeah so that that's just like Dwayne mcduffie everybody if we have not hyped him up enough for you to look him up please look he is yeah he was just like and he was an incredible person watching that um dc released this like memorial thing on him uh about like two weeks ago which just gave me the idea to do this topic of static shock you know um Mm -hmm. because when you get to hear people talk about someone they love like that like you just get some really good info to share with the world um i will i'll like send the link so we can put it in the show notes it's really good to watch it is sad because like everyone they interview is clearly like crying off take yeah um but it is it's it's nice to like have that of him and like that i'm glad they got to like share some like stories about him with the world that like you may not know because he was Mm -hmm. like the static stuff that is all great but like everything he touched he just like he was he was the guy and like brenda said i don't think there's I don't think there's anyone that can ever replace him, and I don't think there's anyone that's, like, even come close to, like, the work he put out. No, absolutely not. He had, like, the whole, like, action superhero cartoon mm-hmm. genre mm-hmm. Um, kind of died with him. Like, there mm-hmm. was, there's a couple outliers, like, um, Young Justice came out after he passed away, oh. and... Um, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Young <laughs> oh, Justice yeah. ties into this in a very interesting way. Continue. Yes, I... No, a little bit, but um, yeah, Young Justice kind of came out after that, but like it didn't have the same kind of like heart mm-hmm. that like Justice League Unlimited did or mm-hmm. like Static did mm-hmm. or any of the DC movies that he worked on. Um, and at this point right now when we're like recording this, like the whole genre of the action cartoon like that mm-hmm. is kind of, it, there really isn't anything like it right now. Yeah. Um, Benton's still on TV, but it's like cartoony and silly now. Right. Um, 
there's this silly Thundercats cartoon. Um, Young Justice is kind of still coming out, but I haven't been watching it. Um, I haven't watched since season two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it. What else? That's it. Yeah, it doesn't like. There's like that era of cartoon was like something really, and I think like Dwayne's work on Static and other shows, and like Justice League, um, informed how everyone else doing it. Because like I, I've been, I just rewatched Static Shock. I'm currently rewatching X Men Evolution, and like, which was also a kids WB show, and like I don't think Dwayne worked on it at all. Um, Dwayne and Marvel do not get along. <laughs> no, <laughs> he did some work for them uh, early on in his career, but then um, he sent he's okay. So this is my last. So Dwayne sent this very very funny letter to Marvel um, <laughs> because Marvel was putting out like black ambiguous teen maybe young adult on skateboard as like a character uh like this like that wasn't the character but that was like the amalgamation of what they're doing was always that so Dwayne sent and e- sent them a letter about how he's got he has a new superhero for them black teen on skateboard uh <laughs> black teen will never be seen without skateboard and it's it just like goes on and at the end he's like have i made my point yet <laughs> oh my god uh Marvel didn't respond to that letter. <laughs> I don't think he worked oh, at Marvel again why? after that. <laughs> he didn't need to. DC, like, he was just working at DC up yeah. until he passed away. Yeah, D- D- between DC and Milestone, like, because Milestone was, so, quick aside, Milestone Comics was out of DC, but distinctly not an imprint. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milestone Comics was, like, the creators I talked about earlier, uh, Dwayne McDuffie, Dennis Cohen, Michael Davis, Derek T. Dingle, um dingle dingle got together <laughs> they got together in a mcdonald's like uh lunch area during a convention um i forget which one and do, they were like we should make comics like centered around like black characters and then Dwayne, being Dwayne, like created this whole business plan this whole model to take the dc wow. and then Dwayne and dennis uh wrote like the milestone bible they wrote they wrote like all these characters and all of this lore for them and all of these like rules that like that this will never happen this can't happen um mm-hmm. and they all say like du- without Dwayne mcduffie like that wouldn't have come into focus because as you mean no brenda getting artists to focus and work together is very difficult <laughs> it's like herding cats it really is and especially when you get into like all of these people are doing work at dc and doing mm-hmm. work at marvel and doing work at the big two you could shake stuff up and then just be like, like kicked out. Just like, I'm not going to yeah. hire you for another book then. Um, and so it was a big risk, but they're like, if we didn't have Dwayne, I don't think they would have listened to us because like, even by then, like it's the early nineties. People knew like, don't like Dwayne's the guy. Like he's the guy. Yeah. You, you need to keep Dwayne happy because he's the guy. <laughs> he's, he, he will, <laughs> he will put out good work and he will make you money. But you have to keep him happy. You gotta keep him happy. You can't give him black teen on skateboard. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and so, uh, from milestone, you know, we got static shock. Eventually, we get this cartoon. Mo. Yes. Uh, what's what's my next thing? Uh, 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 um. Oh, here it is. So, in terms of the production team, besides who I've talked about, which was like Dwayne and. Dennis, who are from who are from Milestone proper. Mm. Um, most production team is from th- either the Batman animated series stuff or the Superman animated series stuff. Uh, yeah. 
that's who most of the team was working on this, which 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 shows and also works out because there are some crossovers with those two properties. Um, so it kind of works out, you know. The animation's pretty similar; like it doesn't look weird because some sometimes you get Jimmy Timmy Power Hour, and <laughs> un unholiness happens. Um, I know at the time Static was airing, people really wanted a Teen Titans crossover, and I still wonder. Like I don't know how that looked because it was very different. Yeah, they'd have to like redo probably the Teen Titans yeah. style because um, it did not fit in with the um, DC animated universe no, style. Not at all. And I don't Mm-mm. think technically that Teen Titans show was in the DC animated universe. It's not. So that's like as a kid, you know, I was always wondering why they didn't cross over with that or Batman. And then like as an adult, I'm like, it technically wasn't the same world. But it's weird because in one of the Batman crossovers, Batman says, Robin's busy with the Titans. You'll meet them one day, Static. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know if they were intending to have Static in Teen Titans at some point. Or were they going to make a Teen Titans show? Show in the DC animated universe and then went with the... Who's the showrunner on Teen Titans? Uh, Keep talking, I'm going to look it up. I don't know who that was, but what I do know is that uh, I mentioned some crossovers that... Static cross Static and Batman meet up quite a few times. The first time Static and Batman meet up is in season two, episode one, the Big Leagues, and this is a big shift for Static Shock. Uh, in this episode, Static teams up with Batman and Robin after the Joker comes to Dakota. I still need to know how close their Dakota is to wherever Gotham's meant to be, because if Gotham, the thing is, Milestone Comics just happens. It's called the Dakotaverse. It's not yeah. in the Milestone comics. They are not in the DC universe. That is not where they are. Um, yeah. Static is technically also a DC property because of licensure. So they use Static in things like Young Justice. And he shows up in like the Teen Titans book and some other places. Because he was so popular. Mm-hmm. But they don't technically exist together when they get made in their intention. So like Gotham is meant to be like DC's New York. Because DC isn't meant to be in the real world. Um, yeah, none of DC's, most of DC's locations are fake. Yeah. In um, in like opposition to Marvel, who was like, oh, these are real. Yeah. Unless it's Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. What about Africa? Now you watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> what about Eastern Europe? You shut the fuck up. It's called Sokovia. All right. It's Sokovia. All right. It's... But you have real countries. Where is Sokovia on this map? DC gets away with it because nothing is real. You can't can't be like, everything's real except, you know, and they're like, you you know, you know. Except for countries um, that are stand-ins for other countries because we don't want to get into politics too much. (laughs) Marvel, I got some bad news for you, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Your main hero for your cinematic universe is a reformed, like, gun runner. (laughs) yeah tony stark is just a rich gun runner guys you can't be like we don't want to get into politics what was tony's job before being a superhero Mm, he kind of sold a lot of weapons he sold weapons to people and maybe got a little like bit of a consciousness when those weapons almost killed him when his life was in danger (laughs) personally and then he was like maybe we shouldn't do this anymore because i personally was in a lot of danger and i almost died out there in the desert so let's stop these because that was scary. Man, is this what my weapons? Is this what my money does to people? Tony, oh no! Tony, the movie starts with a demonstration of you blowing up like a bill. Like Tony, you actively know Tony, what these do. You knew what this. You just didn't. You were just 
you didn't care until you were the one who was threatened. <laughs> like, um, yeah. So I realized I didn't talk about Static's powers or how he got them at all. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, Let's rewind a smidge. <laughs> static Shock. You could imagine his powers are electricity, with thus the name Static Shock. Um. He is not in any way related to Black Lightning, who's just another black person with electricity powers at DC. They're not related. Not even a, They're not, the, not even no. close. They are in no way related. Um never once have they been related. <laughs> um <laughs> sta- so Virgil Hawkins, before he is Static Shock, gets his powers an event that is called the Big Bang. Um Static is what they call a bang baby. That is what they give the name of their metahumans in the Dakotaverse. Um because again, in this setting, in this Dakotaverse, in Milestone, people don't just have superpowers. There are Bang Babies. There's Icon, mm-hmm. who is their, like, Superman. He's an alien. Um, and then there are people who, like, make stuff. And that that's that's it. Like, then there's, like, gadget heroes. Um, mm-hmm. So metahumans, to scale, aren't as, like, quote-unquote strong, maybe as, like, other DC heroes. Um but they are like the only superpowered people in this setting. So it's like, you can imagine it gets sticky. Like there's like what there's a teen who is dealing with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, this in the cartoon, um, this is one of the differences in the cartoon. The big bang happens when they say all of the crews gangs are going to <laughs> essentially have like one last big, they're going to do a gang war and end it all and decide who runs the city. Um, at this event, the police show up and they shoot a tear gas canister and it hit, happens to hit a, like, container of chemicals that blow up, release this big bang smoke. People get mutated in different ways. Virgil develops these, like, electricity powers. Um, most of his rogue gallery in the cartoon are also bang babies. Uh, save for a few people who aren't bang babies, who are just, like, meddling businessmen. (laughs) Uh, I say it's different in the comic. It is not like ambiguous. The cops released the big bang gas on the like trouble. I did in air quotes. Um, so that's how it is in the original comic is the cops just like shoot this experimental tear gas and hope for the best in the new milestone zero that just came out. Um, they have the big bang event and the big bang event happens during a uprising for the black lives matter event. And it is it is similar. The cops show up and they shoot these exper they like, let's use the new ones. And they shoot these experimental tear gas canisters. Um and there's a short scene where like cause some people get mutated and they're like, it looks like their skin is melting because they're becoming like blobs or whatever. Uh yeah. And then one of the one of the co- they have this scene, like one of the cops is like, What's happening to them? And another cop is like, It's what who cares? It's what they deserve. Oh. Um, so the comics are very direct about what they're saying Mm -hmm. uh the cartoon was for kids wb (laughs) yeah so they kind of had to be like oh wait it's an oopsie oops (laughs) (laughs) oops what an accident wow (laughs) oh no he hit that canister oh god who could have foreseen (laughs) um and then virgil develops his powers and becomes static shock uh his right hand man is his in the cartoon is his friend Richie, whose last name I forget. Richie, it starts with an F. Fisher? That's a person, right? I'm looking it up. Richie? 
Um, Static. Shock. <laughs> Richie Rich. The first thing that shows up is Richie Static Shock Gay. <laughs> so, that's a change. So Richie in the cartoon is made up of Richie from the comic and two other he- friends that Virgil has. In the Milestone comic static, Richie is explicitly gay. Like, that's like a whole thing where like, mm-hmm. Virgil finds out he's gay and it's like this whole thing because it was the 90s and that was still a time when like, if your friend came out, people freaked out. Some people freaked out. I'm Not, not everyone did. Some people were chill. Um, yeah, it was just, it was very different back then. It was different and I say, especially for teens, like, teens were given pretty bad information on yeah how to respond to that especially like early 90s like a lot of people are still getting like very bad propaganda from reagan years and hiv aids um mm-hmm. if you're an adult fucking learn better but i'm not like anytime like a kid like doesn't know something i'm like it's probably your parents fault so uh, okay, I looked it up. His last name is Foley. I thought yep. it was the same as like Tucker from Danny Phantom, whose last name is also Foley. Oh yeah, yeah. look at you, look at you. I just, look at I just you. can't remember anything useful. But but I know the last <laughs> name's a fictional character. Yeah, so Richie Foley. <laughs> I, um, I know the last name of fucking Richie <laughs> from Static Shock. <laughs> Richie is Virgil's best friend and his confidant. In the comic, it is his friend Frida, who's also in the show. But in the show, she's just like. A girl, girl that he's friends with. Yeah. She's girl. She shows up in a lot of episodes. She's girl. Uh, they kind of, they like, the show starts and they're like, they kind of hint that maybe he likes her. And then it's like, it's just like, and then it's like, she's just a friend. And then there's another girl. They kind of hint that maybe he likes her. And then it's like, actually, she's also just a friend, which is fine. But it's really weird because it never comes up again. <laughs> like, it just is dropped. Like, the whole... <laughs> Him trying to go on a date with one of them subplot for both are just, like, dropped, like, the next episode. They're like, anyway, we're not doing that. Uh, moving on. Anyway, no more dating. <laughs> yeah, in the cartoon, Richie is not made explicitly gay or bisexual. Like, he talks about liking girls sometimes. Um, and it's kind of left at that. They do not bring it up. Again, this was Kids WB in the 2000s. Like, I, I doubt they even tried to bring it up to the, like, Kids WB people. Yeah, uh, they were like they could not at that time have a gay character on Kids WB or like any other no, like kids channel. That was like we really, that really didn't happen until Cora, yeah. which wasn't even aired on TV. Nope. And they barely got a handhold. So <laughs> that yeah, was so ten like, years that, later. Like, yeah, a whole decade in between those these two. So it's like it just absolutely they they probably didn't even bring it up. No. They were like, we can't. No, like that was like. No, there's no way it even came up in a meeting. Like they, it was probably like a glance between like Cohen and McDuffie, and they're like, "No, <laughs> it's not worth like, it. We can't do it." Uh, Rip. So that's another change. Uh, but the other big thing is, so Richie is his confidant, and in season three, Richie develops superpowers because it's getting mm-hmm. pretty hard to have Richie pal around with Static as they're like kind of upping the leagues because after. Season two in the Big Leagues episode, where like Static meets Batman and Robin, uh, Burnett and other people at WB are like, let's do more of that. Like, that did really well. Let's do like more big stakes, more big superhero stuff sprinkled into yeah. like typical like Static Shock episodes, which are like someone from his school develops powers or there's like a bang baby stealing TVs, like littler stuff. Yeah. And they're like, well, people really like Static and Richie. The voice actors had really good chemistry. Um, the voice actor for Static was Phil Lamar. 
and the voice actor for Richie was Jason Marsden. Jason Marsden. Um, and so to kind of keep up their dynamic, they gave Richie powers. They he was like a late bloomer, bang baby, and his power was <laughs> smart. <laughs> He's like, I've always been smart, but now I'm smart. Yeah, which <laughs> was weird for me because like the show starts and Virgil's the smarter one. Um, yeah. And then, like, Richie kind of becomes, like, the gadget. Yep. Gadget man. His his name is literally Gear. That's his superhero name. <laughs> God, Richie, please do better. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's weird, because, like, the show starts, and, like, there's an episode where Virgil gets sent to, like, super advanced high school. Really? Yeah, where he, in, he is in, like, accelerated high school doing, like, college-level work for, like, an episode, and then um they drop it they well it turns it turns out it's there's like a bad guy who runs the school and it's like a whole bad guy thing um but virgil says like he wants to be back with his friends which is also like a valid thing because he gets taken out of normal school yeah um and so it's weird to go from that because he's like he's like programming robots and doing all this like very advanced stuff and then like richie's the smart one and and that's kind of it they don't kind of like show off virgil being like a just an average smart teen, you know? I get Richie's super smart, but that was, like, it was clearly, like, they needed to keep him around. What's a superpower that won't outshine Static's power, you know? Um, brain. Brain. He, <laughs> he, make, he make backpack that's robot. They could have done something interesting where, like, there was, like, um, tension between Richie and Virgil mm-hmm. um, about like that kind of shift where like mm-hmm. suddenly like Richie is like smarter than him and there's like the strain that comes from that right. like because the, their whole dynamic has changed. Right. Um, but this is also a cartoon in, ni- in the late nineties. Yeah, I'm so. like it's it's like 2003, so it's oh it's, two, 2003. It's it's whatever you know. Um. Yeah. Some other shifts from the comic to the show. Um, Virgil's younger. I talked about that. Uh. Mm-hmm. Virgil so Virgil's father in the comic is not a in the show he's a social worker who runs a community center for at-risk youth mm-hmm. in the comic he's like a typical blue-collar worker with a blue-collar job I I could not remember what his job was but it's not social worker who runs a like that's not what he does yeah um the in terms of villains they reuse hot streak from the comic he he's the only villain who they reused uh mm-hmm. the meta breed uh were all made for tv so that's like the league of villains for static and the only one that's in it that's from the comic is hot streak everyone else they made for tv not a oh. single one of them is from the comic uh really and the evil businessman edwin elva is from the hmm. hardware series of comics for milestone not static oh and that's how they get around the like because in static the bad guy is the government the government is who did this to the kids yeah. um and so they needed someone as a boogeyman, so they were like, well, we can use this tech guy from hardware. Um, so Edwin Alvarez, who, like, made the Big Bang stuff, and in it's really interesting, because in season one, like, episode two or three, mm-hmm. Static figures out it's Edwin Alva who made it, because the city's investigating. He gets all this, like, evidence. It gets erased. Um, and then they kind of drop the, like, Static trying to bring Edwin to justice arc. Oh. Like, that's just, like, he's not doing that anymore. Um, that's weird. It's It has some weird points like that. Yeah. Where I'm like, I'm not sure why he picked it up and put it back down. Um, yeah, I wonder if, like, internally they were worried it was too similar. Because it's, like, the same kind of 
plot progression as Batman Beyond mm-hmm. had initially. I wonder if they were like, wait a second. But it still feels weird to still go through with production and not realize that sooner. Right. It, it, so I'm not sure what that's about. Um, and then there's, it's, it's always interesting looking at interviews because you get, like, McDuffie and Cohen get inter- were interviewed a lot for Static Shock. Mm-hmm. And they always gave very different answers. So in season three, oh. Static gets a new costume. Dennis Cohen says mm-hmm. it's because, so his costume feels more like the comic. Because in the show, originally his costume is like uh, white and purple and yellow. And in yeah. the comic, it's like black. It, like the black is where the white is. And there's like yellow for the lightning, etc. And so in the show, mm-hmm. eventually he basically has his comic costume. And Cohen said that's what they yeah. changed it for season three. McDuffie says they changed it so it could represent the more maturation of static because that is the season where things uh feel the stakes are a little bit higher yeah like that later costume does look like a little more mature Mm -hmm. and like put together like his initial one is like very bright and colorful Mm -hmm. and like has less pieces to it Mm -hmm. i feel too right Uh, yeah both answers seem valid yeah it's just that (laughs) happens a lot but yeah season three is like you get gear. There's another. Cro- there's a few crossovers. Like the first episode of season three, Static is in Gotham chasing down a Bang Baby, and then gets like caught up with Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn. So he teams up with Batman, and like it's this whole thing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I'm like, how far is Dakota from Gotham? Because she ran very far, and she must be like, how is this guy still fucking chasing me? <laughs> yeah, like if like. Dakota's like right next to Gotham. Like, <laughs> wouldn't you see Batman more? Like, like they have to be far <laughs> enough away where the big, like yeah. the big bang happened and Batman didn't show up. Like, right? Because if they're right next door, Batman's like, oh, it's this guy. Like, Batman is like, it's Edwin Alva. I didn't even have to get up for this. Uh, book him. Yeah, <laughs> book him, Gordon. He would be, he would be invested if it was like really close to Gotham. He would be like, well, this is like kind of like adjacent. Yeah, and I should probably figure because like. Batman is, like, super paranoid about people with superpowers, so he would be like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's, like, Batman, like, they're in, uh, in Hard as Nails, the season three opener, like, at the end, Batman Mm -hmm. reveals that he knows who Static is. Uh, like, pretty, pretty quickly, he's like, Virgil Hawkins, and Static's like, how did you know? And Batman's like, it wasn't hard. (laughs) 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 Um... So, like, that alone is, like, Batman, if you have a power, Batman does not trust you. Like, he's like, I don't know who the fuck you are, kid, but you need to sit down. Yeah, like, I feel like a a gas that can make anyone a metahuman is his absolute worst nightmare. (laughs) He would be, like, calling up... (laughs) Go ahead. He's like, I don't know who made this, but I need to break their ribs right now. Yeah, he'd be, like, calling up Superman, and he's just like, this is so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Fuck, we gotta take care of this right now. And like, Superman's just like, well, me and the Justice League are like really busy, like off planet. And Batman's just like, you don't understand. No, you don't understand. This they, is they, very They important. make more of you. Ah, <laughs> oh, gee, thanks. Thanks, Batman. <laughs> well, we're just really busy with this like asteroid that's gonna blow up the world we told you about. You, you said you were busy? Aren't you busy? You said you couldn't come? <laughs> yeah, I'm really, I'm really busy, but I need your help. <laughs> He's like filing okay, his there's... taxes. Yeah. He's like, the IRS is no joke with work. <laughs> you even... Superman's like, I don't do taxes. Yeah, yeah like, there's no way Clark does tax. Clark's like, what's a tax? Yeah, well, like, does Clark have any, like, ID papers that are real? <laughs> like, because they, I, they, 
The idea of Superman's identity falls apart the moment his parents take him to a hospital. Like, we found this baby. Where? Um. In a field. We need to get paperwork for this baby. Oh, yeah, let us take a DNA sample. Ooh, we don't want to do that. Ooh, no. <laughs> uh, let's fingerprints. No, 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 no. Can we just get like, uh, you know, an ID card? Like the the stuff. You, give me the give me the social security card and stuff, and we'll be on our way. Well, no, we need like to make sure the baby's okay. We'll check his heart rate. No, 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 no. No. Just give no. me a social security we card just... and the birth certificate. Yeah. We'll be on our way. We can't just give me the baby paper. <laughs> we just can't give like. Is that baby okay? It's fine. Like, Martha holds him up. Does he look okay to you? He looks fine. Yeah? Okay. Well, we gotta check vitals. No, 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 no. He's A-okay. Ma'am. Look, we just just came here for a social security card and a birth certificate for a baby we found in a field. Didn't think it would be that big of a deal. But I guess everything has to be complicated. Like, hey, Zack Snyder, making a modern-day Superman falls apart because, like, that shit works in the 50s, right? There's no fucking way in, like, 2008 you just show up with a baby and they're like, oh, yeah, here's some... No, absolutely not. Now, to Scott Snyder's... Scott? (laughs) God, there's too many... There's too many fucking Snyders. All right. I know. Zack Snyder. Um, To his credit, there is, like, a throwaway chunk in Man of Steel... Where it's, like, implied that, like, everyone in the town kind of knows. Like, because Clark, like, does the whole thing with where he saves the kids on the bus. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, implied that, like, oh, the town kind of knows and they're kind of protecting him. Even though there's some who are just, like, he's an unholy, unchristian demon mm. child. But, yeah. So that's kind of how they try to get away with it. But still, it's, like, there's a lot of holes in that. Yeah, there's there's just... And then that doesn't explain why um, Jonathan Kent, <laughs> Papa Kent... Um, when the, he gets sucked up inside the tornado in Man of Steel and he's like, no, Clark, we can't get out of here because they'll see your powers. If the whole town already yeah, knows that your already, son is you, a demon. Listen, Brenda, you tried to help him out. Don't, don't because he, he does, <laughs> listen, Zach does it to himself. I know. I just want him to make a good movie. So bad. I know. I'm rooting for him, but he just, I don't know if he Maybe can Maybe it's it. Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get out of watching the four-hour Justice League, and we're going to be like, oh my god, a masterpiece! Wow! Uh, hey, if I think Justice League is good, I will eat a fucking gym shoe, I promise you. I you'll <laughs> Like, how is Justice League? And you'll get a picture of me eating a shoe. I'll lick a wall. <laughs> um, back to Static Shock. Uh, and so, yeah, so they did, like more crossovers with uh other superheroes it led to some darker stories um it led to some really cool mm-hmm. stories too in season three there's an episode where they go to ghana um where St- where virgil his sister and his dad he has a sister uh go to ghana um they introduce a new mm-hmm. character called shebang in season three who becomes a regular and she is not a bang baby she is like grown in a science lab somewhere um uh-huh to be like a superhuman um season three also has a two-part crossover with static gear and the justice league series um Mm. where brainiac is like taking over the what's it called they they, their space station it has a name though oh yeah what is that watchtower 
Watchtower. Yeah. They invite Static and Gear to the Watchtower because their power goes out. Static charges up their ship. And then they get called off planet, which was a fake call by Brainiac to take over the ship. And then Brainiac takes over Richie's body. <gasps> he like takes over Gear's backpack and then like implants a, like a USB drive in the Richie's head and just becomes Richie. No! Shit. <laughs> um so that one is like a whole thing and I think that's the only two part crossover. There's a crossover with Justice League again, I guess, cuz like Green Lantern shows up and Green Lantern didn't have a show yet. Mm-hmm. Um there's a crossover with Superman, uh which you cannot watch on HBO Max. Really? Season 3, episode 9, uh in season 3, episode 11, both are not on HBO Max. Uh, what the hell? Or, nope. Let me rewind that. Uh, those are two episodes that, uh, season three, episode nine, season three, episode 11, were both meant to air in season two, and then instead aired in season three. Mm. I cannot figure out why. Yeah, very bizarre. Uh, you can tell because, like, the opening for those episodes are from season two. Static is in his season two costume. The animation is from season two, and Richie doesn't have powers. Very jarring. Uh, it's really weird. It's also weird they didn't just put those episodes at the start of the season, you know? Yeah. As like a transition into new costume. Season three. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. Production gets weird. I they were the episodes were clearly done because it's all season two stuff. Like they were done and animated and voiced over. Like everything was done. Yeah, so like at that point they wouldn't have just decided to not release them. They would have been like because the only thing I can think of is that, like, they needed some extra episodes to hit um, syndication mm-hmm. numbers. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make sense because the whole episode's done. Right. So, what? It, it's it's so bizarre. And, the on- like, we only know this because it's so clearly from season two. Like, episode yeah. first one, season three, episode nine, Consequences. Um, You can, like, it introduces, there are some big babies that introduce season two called Puff and Onyx. Mm-hmm. Static thwarts their plans of being like mercenaries, mm-hmm. and consequences is like meant to be immediately after that because they referenced the episode before about like Static like jammed us up about being mercenaries or whatever. Um, so it's very strange. Yeah, that's weird. Um, but the episodes not on HBO Max are season three, episode thirteen, and season. For episode eight, season three, episode thirteen is Toys in the Hood, uh, and that is the episode where Static teams up with Superman. That's his only crossover with Superman, um, mm-hmm. and it's just not on HBO Max. Uh, my, it was on DC Unlimited. Both of those episodes were, and my yeah. guess is they couldn't get music licensing to go through. Hmm. That's that's the only thing I Does can it- think of. Does it have like licensed music in it? I didn't. I didn't watch them. I haven't seen them since I was a kid, so I don't know. But like everything I could find online is like it must be the music. So it must have licensed music. Maybe it has the Superman music in it. Maybe. Let's see. I'm looking it up real quick. Um, but there was no HBO Max didn't have anything to say about it. Like Static Shock on HBO Max only has fifty of fifty two episodes because of it. Um, that's why. Season four, episode eight has nothing remarkable about it that I could find. Like, there's no one special that shows up, so I don't know what's going on there. But the other one, I'm like, maybe the Superman theme is in it somewhere. Like when Superman shows up and they're like not playing ball, because I don't know if yeah. any of the Superman animated series is on HBO Max yet. That's weird, because like Warner Brothers still has the right right to Superman. Right. I like think, it's, right? it's just their character, so I don't understand. <laughs> like, yeah. Or do the Superman 
movies. Oh. Are they? Do they have oh, wait, the character rights? Maybe. I'm crossing over to grab my Superman DVDs. <laughs> they're they're right here. Ah, release these. It's still WB, right? Or is there like a weird movie division now? Let's see. This out. I like this disc ASMR. Yeah, doesn't this sound lovely? No, these are released by Warner Brothers. Huh. So it can't be that. Yeah. I'm gonna keep trying. Hey. I have I once a week I just like at Dennis Cohen, like, hey, so about these episodes, it's like I've done it like once a week for like two weeks now. I'm like, one day he'll see it and answer. Yeah. Uh yeah, so if if anyone out there listening knows like please let me know because i couldn't find anything about why they aired so late and also why these That's episodes are on weird. hbo max um yeah, very weird so i brought up earlier that young justice was loosely connected there you might know something yes. i don't know what i know is something like this is more anecdotal why do you know why young justice got canceled brent um, Young Justice got canceled because um, it didn't appeal. They weren't selling toys and they didn't appeal to the um, age demographic they were looking to mm-hmm. appeal to, which was like boys mm-hmm. age 11 up. I don't know what our Nielsen rating yeah. chunks are, but yeah. they wanted to like appeal to boys and girls were watching yes. it. Static Shock was canceled because they weren't selling enough toys. Static Shock was arguably the most popular show WB had ever made. Mm-hmm. As of December 2000, it was the highest rated preteen show among all networks wow. on its time slot and the third best for kids WB's lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of 2003, in July, it had secured its, uh, also during its um, first run, it got, it, the ratings were so high after one month of being out, they gave it a second season. Wow. Everyone was watching Static. Everybody. Like, everybody was watching Static. Um, everybody. In July of 2003. The show secured, it was the highest rated show for boys 6 to 11, and the ratings went up even higher mm-hmm. when Richie got its, got his superpowers in that season. Wow. And it, that it, they got a second season, they got another season after that. Um, the third season was the most popular show. It was the second best rated Saturday morning program. What was the first? Uh, Pokemon. Of course! Yes. <laughs> uh, in... That's from July. Um, the last season of the show was, again, the highest rated program airing only surpassed in its like age block. The age blocks they do are 9 to 14, it looks like this is from. The only thing mm-hmm. that rated higher was still Pokemon. Wow. Um, Which even getting that close to Pokemon at that time... Yeah. The fact that you were in striking this, the fact that Axe Ketchup was looking (laughs) back and Static was right there with a bat and he was like, fuck, (laughs) shit. He was running. He was like, God, he's going to, the, the reruns, the reruns on Cartoon Network were only out surpassed in ratings by reruns of Family Guy. It was not out surpassed by any other cartoon on Cartoon Network. Jeez. That's wild. Static Shock was the only program on Cartoon Network to be in the top 30 most-watched kids' show in a week. Wow. The only one. And it wasn't new to Cartoon no. Network. These were all reruns. Were all, we had all seen it already. Yeah. In in the TV season of 2004 to 2005, so Static Shock ended May 22nd, 2004, last, epi- last new episode. Mm-hmm. From that year 
through into 2005 of TV of like the next year. So no new episodes. It is the 18th yeah. most watched Saturday morning cartoon of all networks oh of every single network doing Saturday morning cartoons. Wow. Jeez. In 2005, it is now off the air now for a year. March 2005. It is the best rated show on Cartoon Network. Oh my God. This is so impressive. Canceled because it couldn't sell toys. Maybe make a better fucking... I remember the Static Shock toys. They were not good. Maybe make a better no. toy. Well, this this happens continuously. Yes. It happened with Static, happened with Young mm-hmm. Justice, happened with Generator X, which is a show that's very precious to yes. me. Um, I And it's it kind of destroyed, like, the whole action toy genre. Exactly. Or action show genre. Exactly. Because, like, if an action show can't sell toys, it doesn't get to exist. Yep. Um, and that's, you know, that's still, and so now we just don't have action yeah, shows. They're just, like, um, it, we talked about it for the Saturday morning cartoon special too. It was like, we don't have these blocks because they were like the blocks. Like the problem is the people making TV are still the people who started making TV to sell stuff. Yeah. So like initially, like, you know, He-Man was a toy line first before it was a show, yep. um, or a comic, you know, so that mentality of seeing like that success that never went away these these are the same people who saw that be successful and never changed nope like the same even though it doesn't work like the that. same people like the issue with media being from like the same 10 companies or whatever for most of for most of like tv's lifespan because you imagine like the way we get tv now is very new like mm-hmm. it's been the same people for Oh God, when did, when did I say Saturday morning cartoons started? I don't remember. But, like, for all of that runtime, it was the same few companies and the same people, like, passing money around. And it's like, well, yeah, we made this Ninja Turtle show to sell some toys. We made this He-Man show. We made this G.I. Joe show. Like, it was all to sell toys because toys were where the money mm-hmm. was at. And so they're like, we're not selling toys. It must be failing. The Static Shock was off the air for a year and is, like still was still doing numbers static shock went on onto hbo max and it was all the internet talked about yeah like this is a show that like a couple years after it completely stopped production was still the highest rated show and you're getting ad revenue from people tuning in to watch Mm -hmm. it so like why doesn't that matter i I don't Um, like they everyone's just chasing like the big bucks and like you said they chase big bucks into the like the genre just isn't there yeah which is absolutely wild because um you can't tell me that there's like there's not tons of Teen Titans Go toys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't walk in it. There's like some, but they're like kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm an I'm an adult, so it doesn't matter. But like, I feel like they're not things that kids like. They're like little dolls mm. and like act- a couple action figures, and that's about it. But like Teen Titans Go is like the only thing that Cartoon Network ever right. shows. So obviously, they're getting money from it. And there's like very limited like Phineas and Ferb merchandise, mm. but like. You know, they were still doing... Phineas and Ferb was an interesting one because they kind of shifted to, like, selling more, like, t-shirts and plushies. Oh, yeah. As opposed to, like, little action figures. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could literally just get, like, a whole outfit that was Perry the Platypus <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Fedora sales went through the roof. <laughs> you could be at Disney World and, like, walking past a kiosk that was just, like, literally this massive kiosk of just all Perry the Platypus merchandise. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> With um, like with Static Shock, it's really interesting to kind of compare it and how successful it was to Batman Beyond, and how mm-hmm. um, Static they tried to bring Static back for the New Fifty Two, 
Um, right. Oh God. I feel like oh. <laughs> I feel like the issue with that was that they were basing it. Well, one, Dwayne McDuffie had passed away, and it was yeah. it was someone who was involved. But if I remember correctly, they are not, they were not black, um, mm. and they had not done a lot of work. So yeah. already you have someone who's like definitely not Dwayne McDuffie working on this character, and it was based off the original Milestone comic. Which at this point in time, which is 2011, um, most people were not familiar with that. Yeah, um, most people didn't even know it static. existed. They knew Static from the cartoon. Yeah, because the cartoon had been so incredibly popular that that's that's a Static people knew, and that's the Static people wanted to read about. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Static they got was old comic Static, and then they were like, "Well, why did this get canceled?" Alternatively, right. Batman Beyond came back. Um, did Batman came back with digitally with Ten Thousand Clowns, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Batman Beyond came back in its cartoon continuity. So it was mm. like directly a sequel to the cartoon. So that mm-hmm. got like, I think, three or four volumes before mm-hmm. Futures End um, ruined, ruined everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like Batman Beyond, which didn't pull the same amount of ratings as Static Shock, mm-hmm. not even close, mm-hmm. um, got like a, got to continue its story and like got to like kind of, um, like there's still a, batman beyond comic that's still oh, ongoing wow. this it never stopped wow. <laughs> um and it got absolutely wild for a while because futures end kind of ruined continuity so now it's in dc continuity technically it's oh, absolutely wait. <laughs> it's absolutely the worst kind of retconning i've ever seen in my life it's bad <laughs> just, it's just but then it gets better guys. just let it do it come on yeah you don't but anyway so it's like yeah <laughs> Anyway, it's just interesting to kind of compare the two because mm-hmm. they were both on at the same time. They have a crossover. They do. Um, but like Batman Beyond kind of... Terry was, wants to kill Static immediately. Immediately. That's just how Terry reacts to everything. Terry's like Bruce if uh, without any of Bruce's like detective skills. Like, <laughs> like Terry like just episode, can't. <laughs> this episode's great. Like Static is helping Batman and Robin with some time thing and gets sucked into the portal um, and meets mm-hmm. like Terry who is Batman and old Bruce. But Terry meets Static first. He's like, you're not supposed to be here. And immediately starts throwing batterings that blow up at Static. He's like, I don't know who you are. Die! Get out! He's like, get out of here! That's Terry! <laughs> um, Like, a, a barely ask a question. He's like, who are you? And he's like, you should ask Batman. He's like, I'm Batman, you fucking liar. And tries to kill him. <laughs> like, immediately. I'm like, goddamn Batman! Uh, and then he like starts trying. And, like, Bruce has to, like, hobble out and be like, Terry, calm the fuck like, down. Still, good to see you again, Static. Uh, been waiting good for to see you. you. Anyway, Terry, get down from I there. Need, <laughs> I need you to go rescue yourself. <laughs> don't don't die, or we won't have anyone to rescue. <laughs> Terry's like up on a ledge hissing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good episode. Um, Static shows up in Justice League as like old Static again. Mm, um yep and that's a pretty good episode too but yeah it's very interesting because like the static cartoon's so different than the comic and mm-hmm. static's back because milestone's back um and it'll be interesting to see what we get because i just forgot the name of the writer and artist and i'm very sorry they're all they're both very oh. talented um but i'm very interested to see what they do because they're both like they're both around our age so like they would have seen the, the show and also probably have read now if they hadn't before some of the comic um mm-hmm. so it'll be very interesting to see 
what what they do with that and if they blend the two or what we get mm-hmm. yeah. um, there's also a static live action movie being made they announced uh i don't think we i think all we have is like a it's being made i don't even know if we have a release year um so that will also be interesting to see like well what do they do with that will they yeah like, will they be mixing the new comic the old comic and the show will it be mostly static from the show that we know like what will we get I'm just very burnt out with like their live action movies, which is yeah. Kind of I I don't. This one could be good, but it could be. It's like the thing for me will be like, is Dennis Cohen involved? Because Dennis Cohen was the yeah. like primary like he was the primary brain on Static. Whenever they made a milestone character, they gave all of them credit. It was like credit to Milestone Studio because it was very much like all of us working together. Um, yeah, similar to like the the Man of Action, right? But Dennis Cohen was the like sometimes they say it was created by milestone comics and sometimes it'll be dennis cohen um mm-hmm. and sometimes it'll be like dennis cohen and Dwayne mcduffie so it's like is dennis cohen a writer is dennis cohen a consultant like is he is he a producer is he involved because if he's not then i worry yeah then it's like no but i think it might be time for a new static shock cartoon i would love a new static shock cartoon oh my god it, it ends on a cliffhanger yeah so it's time to bring it back in continuity with itself. Um, maybe like slightly older audience because mm-hmm. um, we're all 30 now, but we'll watch a cartoon. It's not cartoon. like Teen Titans Go. No. It, and I, <laughs> it was clearly like its last like big ratings jump was from like us. It was like tweens. It went from like kids like 5 to 11 to tweens like 9 to 14. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's because like we aged as we watched it um yeah time progresses constantly because it ends <laughs> with there's they find a cure for the big bang they start mm-hmm. release they start secretly releasing this cure among the city without telling even the heroes which gets close oh. to that like government doing what it wants thing you know yeah that they didn't really go ham right yeah and so like that kind of happens and then Two villains create a second Big Bang that Static and Gear get caught in, along with Mm -hmm. the two villains, and then they don't know if anyone else gets affected. And so they're kind of like, like, Gear's like, well, now that I'm super smart again and I know there's a cure, I'll make an antidote to their antidote so we don't lose our power so we can catch bad guys. Yeah. Um, Because it's very last standy. Like, there's a moment where gear's like do you have enough juice to take him down and said it's like it doesn't matter i'm a hero and he like releases this like big blast of like his last bit of power before this second big bang you know and it's very mm-hmm. epic for like a kids wb show and it's like i'm just saying hbo max you got that their studio now <laughs> yeah you can do your own animation put it on like because they have to be seeing like how high the rating because I, I bet the ratings for static are really, really i'm good. sure it's through um, the roof yeah, so they ha- they have to be privy to that information and see it. And um, Burnett and Cohen are still out there. Still like, out get there. them to work on it. Yeah, like, Burn- Alan Burnett Burnett's- is not retired yet. Burnett's gotta be curious about how the numbers are doing. And I'm sure he's someone that could call yeah. them. Yeah, and just, like, have both of them involved and get some new writers, mm-hmm. um, new writers on it. And I think, you know, at least do, like, a movie to kind of tie stuff up or, like, a right. series of movies or something. Like, yeah. I think there's a lot of potential, especially with the comic coming back out and, like, the Milestone characters coming back out. And when Young Justice brought Static into the show in season two, briefly, mm-hmm. um, that was a 
big deal. Yeah, they Everyone were like, static, freaking out. Like, Static Shock will be there. I hadn't watched a single second of Young Justice, and someone's like, Static's an episode. And I watched those, and then I left again. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of disappointing because it didn't feel like him. No, it was like, they made him like a weird, like, I want to date a girl. He, it was Yeah, weird. like, tonally, it was like, because, like, tonally, Young Justice had, like, more a darker tone, especially in, it's like, season two took an even mm-hmm. darker tone, which was, like, kind of, like, off-putting mm-hmm. to me. Like, I didn't finish season two. I was just like, this is a little too much mm-hmm. for, like, these poor teens, like, um, which is a lot because it had, that season had Blue Beetle in it, and I was like, yes, cool, great, love him. And then I was just like, oh, he's, like, real angsty, isn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so... But that was, like, everyone was really excited for him to be in that. And so I think it just shows that it's um, time. It's time. For more. I'm ready. The comics are back. The movie's coming out. Now it's time for another animated. We, I think it's where that character excels. We're ready for a shock tour system. It's time. <laughs> I, <laughs> no I could more not, Joker. Oh, my. I could not <laughs> believe, Brenda. I was, like, that off the air for a year and still just, like pulling pulling it best rated cartoon network show you were off the network for you weren't airing for a year but that's not good enough to renew because it couldn't sell tiny hunks of plastic like okay and i'm like 2005 absolutely 2005 cartoon network wasn't like they're like i'm not saying they had a lot of great stuff on at the time that was when they were like what if we didn't make cartoons for a little bit um yeah, that was getting close. Like Teen Titans was still on and was still pretty pretty hey, big. Hey, but it like, was outpacing Teen <laughs> Titans, which would had It was. Was Teen Titans still new then? I think Teen Titans ran up until two thousand five. This say. was two thousand and five. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Teen Titans was already over. <laughs> um you know, Jesus. let me let me double check. I tried to ser- okay, so I've been trying to like search Teen Titans, and every time I do, it just takes me to the Wikipedia page where Teen Titans go. So I'm trying to get information. Titans two thousands. Do- that worked. Teen Titans two thousand worked. Ah, that's a smart way to search. <laughs> it was two thousand three is when it Let's- aired. Teen Titans in Tokyo was in two thousand six. So yeah, it was six, still and that's around. Technically, yeah. Yeah, so Static Shock was outpacing Teen Titans, everybody. There you go. In its, have, its heyday. In its yeah. hey, the middle of its heyday, Static Shock hadn't made a new episode in a in a year, and we were watching reruns like, oh, Static Shock, I'll watch that. Oh, Teen Titans? I don't want to watch the rerun of Teen Titans. Eh, For a year. Teen Titans For a year. For we a kept year. watching Static Shock reruns. <laughs> God. Absolutely. It's God. It's, yeah. So, hey, HBO Max. Pay attention, please. please. <laughs> We're going to tag them. <laughs> Fra- frankly, HBO Max, I think you did really good if you just, like, they have these, like, subsections. I think you make a Kids WB subsection and bring back some of these shows. Because I've been rewatching them, and some yes. of them are pretty fucking good. Some of them, yeah, like, uh, well, you know, I am I love Batman Beyond, so I would love to see that come mm-hmm. back. Um, not as, like, the comics, because the comics are definitely written for adults. Oh, my God. Which kind I just yeah. had a brain. <laughs> what? They make this kids WB section on their on their page. HBO Max is mm-hmm. in the business of like when it's a new show, it's once a week. They could release these cartoons on Saturdays. Saturdays, so it'd be like Saturday morning television, like cartoons all over again. I'm just saying. I'm gonna scream. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Listen, <laughs> I'm H- just saying. I'm just saying. HBO Max, you HBO Max came hey. to win this game. 
<laughs> they did. Like, they've got Tom and Jerry the movie. <laughs> they've got... <laughs> they're going to lower their... Pre- that's a news thing. Hey, it's the news. They, the yeah, they're going to have... They're going to lower their... Pre- they're trying right before, to lower their yeah. prices at the end, like, this year. And they're also going to introduce a, um, like, a free... Either a free or, like, a cheaper ad-supported yep. version. So you can still, like, watch stuff for, like, a little bit less money. You just have to deal with ads. And hopefully they're not as bad as Hulu or Crunchy. They're dropping ads. movies for no extra cost. Yeah. HBO Max came to win. And I'm just saying, HBO Max, this is the this they're is winning. the coup de gras. Yeah. If you tell this is how you get some things, they can watch Saturday morning cartoons again. They will sell their fucking car to make it work. Yes. They will. <laughs> Look, we just want cartoons because, like... That was the happiest our lives have ever yeah. been. It is all downhill from there. All right. Hello. <laughs> thanks, everyone, for coming thanks. to Secret <laughs> This is thank, <laughs> Thanks, everybody. I hope you all have yeah. a lovely day. And if you have access to HBO Max, watch Static Shock. Yeah. I'm going to be taking a break next week um, oh, yes. because I'm getting my wisdom teeth dissolved <laughs> in my gums and taken out bit by bit. So send me some good vibes that um, I don't dislocate my jaw in the process. Yeah, everyone... <laughs> send your vibes to brenda we'll enjoy your week off from us we'll enjoy our week off yeah watching justice league oh think justice of that league. we're taking a week off and we're gonna we're gonna still <laughs> we're gonna watch justice league so and then we're gonna come back with a ghost of the movies justice league and maybe tom and jerry if we don't <laughs> die <laughs> oh god uh this is great <sighs> tom and jerry. all right See yeah you, everybody goodbye Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Garay Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe 3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Nacellecast Podcast Network. You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter. The show is edited and produced every week by the amazing host Brenda. And as a reminder, please, please, please... For listening to the podcast, throw us a five-star review. Helps the show out a lot. Tell a friend about the show. And until next time, historians, see ya.